Smartcast. Inside that cage is our comfort zone, and we become so comfortable there. And outside that cage is opportunity. Outside the cage is possibility. And unless we become more, we're not going to see that. We're going to stay in that comfort zone. Hi, and welcome to Deep Leadership. I'm your host, John Rennie. Well, I hope all is well with you today. It is another beautiful day here in North Carolina, and this episode is brought to you by our sponsors, Habit Stack, Ignite Management Services, Liberty Strength, and a new leadership book called Learning to Scale at Theodo Group, Growing a Fast and Resilient Company. These sponsors help me bring these shows to you each and every week, so I encourage you to click on their links below and check them out. Also, I want to encourage you to join us on our growing YouTube channel. Search for Deep Leadership on YouTube for videos of all my interviews and exclusive content. Well, that is it. Today, we're going to be talking about becoming more, and my guest is Diana Kokoska. Diana is the former CEO of the number one training company in the world. She is now helping people take control of their lives and careers to leave a positive and life-changing legacy for others. This was a deeply inspirational conversation that everyone needs to hear. So are you ready to dive in? Let's get started. Welcome to Deep Leadership. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former Cold War submarine officer who spent 20 plus years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Are you ready for some real world actionable advice from John as well as his expert guests? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The show starts right now. Welcome to the Deep Leadership Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Diana Kokoska. Diana is the former CEO of Keller Williams Maps Coaching and Training Program, which became a $500 million company. As an innovator, creator, and author of the program, she helped lead the company to be recognized as the number one training company in the world. She has a brand new book out called Becoming More. You can't get better until you get too different. Now, this book helps readers take control of their lives and their careers and leave a positive and life-changing legacy. I am excited to have her on the show to learn about how to become more. So, Diana, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. I just really appreciate the opportunity and the fact that we can help add value to people because that's my purpose. Absolutely. We're, you come to the right place. We're all about uh, building a world with better bosses. So we're excited about having you on the show because we're going to learn about how we can become better bosses. One of the ways we do that is leave a positive legacy. So I'm, I'm excited to get into, get into that part of the book. But first of all, tell us about yourself and what you did as CEO of Keller Williams Maps Coaching and Training Program. That is a big deal. I mean, that's a big company and you led it to the number one training company in the world. That's a big deal. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, my path to CEO started with me entering the world of real estate that was dominated by men back at that time. I literally went to 12 offices before I found one that would hire another woman, right? They all had their one and only woman as we were breaking into this world that we didn't know. And each office, they offered me a secretarial position, which I, I loved, only I wanted to sell real estate, John. And so it fueled that fire, right, to get going. Now, it was so interesting because after I found somebody that would actually hang my license, 
uh, I went home and realized I couldn't afford a babysitter. I was so broke. So I put my two boys in a little radio uh, flyer wagon and started going door to door, meeting people and convincing them that I could be their realtor of choice, right? Well, that first year, nobody ever told me that the average realtor was selling five homes a year and I sold 104 homes (laughs) and people were going, that can't be done. And I go, well, yeah, but I I just did it. What do you mean it can't be done, right? And uh, it got me off to a great start. Now, people said, how did you do that? And I said, well, I would learn something, implement it, and I would fail at it. And then I would learn a better way and implement it and fail at it. And as you and I were talking earlier, John, we fail our way to success. And there's so many people out there that are afraid to fail. But yet once we give up that looking good and being right, it's so amazing how our world can open up. Mm -hmm. And as I fast forward, because it's been 45 years since that time, and I went from not being able to afford a babysitter to being very blessed and being able to work with great people. In 2005 is when I entered the MAPS coaching and training world. It was actually called consulting back at that time. And they were losing money. They brought me in and I love turnarounds. I love a challenge. It (laughs) excites me. And so as I went forward, I literally interviewed people that were there. I ended up with one person. And I knew that I couldn't keep doing the same thing because it was failing. I had to go to different. So I went in. They were calling it consulting and training at the time. I changed it to coaching, and I ended up with one coach, Mm -hmm. (laughs) myself, and a person that would take care of all the finances because, man, we were going to build that thing, right? Well, we did build it to 357 one-on-one coaches that were helping on a weekly basis almost 5,000 people grow their businesses from like one gentleman went from making 400,000 to over 4 million. Mm -hmm. One gentleman is now selling 4,000 homes a year with himself and his team, of course. But it's so exciting to see people as you develop them. As uh, the other thing that we went from losing money, as you mentioned, to making over 500 million, uh, profiting about 35% of what we were making. And we ended up with 80 group coaching uh, coaches that had 10,000 clients, and then 57 coaches that went out and taught a program that I wrote called Bold Business Objective a life by design. And over 175,000 people took that, not just realtors, mortgage people, business people, uh, many Cutco people were in our classes and and it really went over well. And it was so interesting to me to see where that led us. Uh, they t- put me over KWU, which was their uni- uh, university for a while. And From there, we took the number one training program for five years straight, which put us in the Hall of Fame. And to my knowledge, as of now, there's only six companies in the world that have made that. And then, of course, we took the Stevie Award, the PRISM Award, many awards. And it was all because of the great people that we were able to attract. And it was fun building it. I love to build things. Well, that's fantastic. And I mean, we're, you know, we're just honored to have you on the show because you bring all that experience. Not only did you 
build a company from scratch into something extremely successful, award-winning, you know, very, very large revenue, very much uh, big influence in the world. But you also understand training and you also understand development. I think a lot of what we're trying to do in these podcasts, a lot, a lot of the, the, the books that we write, the, the teaching that I do, is about training and teaching and bringing leaders up so that they can leave those positive legacies uh, like you talk about. So I'm excited. I, I mean, I'm, I mean, just hearing your story, it just gets me all energized to see, you know, what's possible, right? And I think that's the big thing is you're, you're, you're providing an example of what's possible. And so that's exciting. Now, let's talk about the book because this is, this is where I think we're going to get to the heart of it. Uh, your new book is called Becoming More. You can't get to better until you get to different. And so what inspired you to get your ideas on paper and get this book out into the world? Well, adding value, as I said earlier, is my purpose. I know that. Uh, that's what I want my legacy to be. She added value and made a difference. And once I became crystal clear on the direction I decided to go, that's why I went into the coaching and training, because developing people and developing leaders just excites me, because then you know you're adding value. Well, I told you about the BOLD program, 175,000 people. Mm. I had over 80,000 letters and notes coming. In fact, they continue to come to me saying, I changed their life. Now, John, you and I both know I did not change their life. I may have given them the words. I may have given them the training. I may have encouraged them because I truly believe people grow into the conversations you create around them. And I was very intentional about the opportunities that had been given to me that I wanted to literally speak to them in a way that was a little bit higher than, than where they really were. So they knew that I saw them better and I saw them becoming more and I spoke that into them. And these people started sending me notes and many times they would say, when are you going to write a book? When are you going to put all this in paper and share it with the world, not with just us, right? Well, I was down on our dock. We live on Lake Travis, and I was reading a book. And, of course, as many times, the text came through saying, you changed my life. Thank you so much. Giving gratitude. And I thanked them for their kind words, told them they changed their own life. They were the one that made the choices. They were the ones that implemented it. And I went back to reading well, John, it was so interesting because the very next page was John F. Kennedy's words, if not us, who, and if not now, when? And I went, okay, I got it, God. I, I got it. I, I'm writing the book. Oh, so, I love it. Now, I was literally, you know, John Maxwell's been my mentor for over 25 years. Mm. And I knew him before he was the guru, right? And yet <laughs> he's so great at leadership and I've learned so much from him. And I was doing a lot of traveling with him and his team with uh, going out and bringing values to children in school all over the world. And we're still doing that. So I was writing in between doing all of that. And then finally, I said, I'm going to get intentional about this and spent a lot of time doing research because I wanted everything to be correct. I wanted it to be up to date. Uh I literally dedicated it to my brother and sister. They both had brain tumors, mm. and they were the ones that got me started on how does this thing in our mind, how does it work, and how do we train it? Does it tell us what to do, 
or have we trained it to tell us what to do? And once I learned that that nerve cells that fire together, wire together, meaning the more we think something, the stronger that belief becomes. And by changing our thoughts, we can literally change our mind to a new way of thinking. That excited me because it's our thinking patterns that have gotten us to where we are. And if they've gotten us this far and we can change it, then the sky is the limit for anybody out there that is listening to this. I don't care where you've been before. It doesn't matter. What matters is where you're going and mm-hmm. the hope and the knowing that you can change that. You have all sorts of possibilities and opportunities. It's up to you to decide what you want and then go after it. So that's why I wrote the book is to help people and to add value. I absolutely love it. And I love the fact that, you know, we all have like a sphere of influence <clears throat> that we affect. Yeah. But when you put a book into the world, that that sphere can be, you know, that those ripples go out a lot farther. In fact, you never know where they're going to end up, which is that's what's exciting about this when you put this in a book and you get it out into the world. So I'm excited about this for you and for, for the impact that you're going to have on people's lives. Let, let's ask, let's go back to the title of the book. What do you mean by becoming more? You touched on a little bit, but I'm interested in that. It's literally getting outside our comfort zone. You know, we all live in a cage. In fact, every single person has constructed a cage that they're living in right now. And that cage, the bars, John, are made up of the thoughts that we have. And inside that cage is our comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And we become so comfortable there. And outside that cage is opportunity. Outside the cage is possibility. And unless we become more, we're not going to see that. We're going to stay in that comfort zone. And by getting out, well, let's look at anybody. We're not crawling around anymore. Somewhere along the line, we decided to walk. Mm -hmm. And we took some falls along the way. We decided to become more. We decided to keep going. We decided to run. We decided to learn how to ride a bike, for heaven's sake. That was challenging. And I bet all of us that are listening, we've all fallen off of a bike as we were learning, yet we got right back up and went after it. Something happens as we get older. And I'm not certain it it happens to different people at different times, yet we get in that cage and we love to stay there. Yeah, yeah. And we invite people into our cage. And if they're doing the same thing and thinking the same way, oh, we love to stay there because they help keep us in that comfort zone. In fact, a lot of them want to keep us there. You start climbing up and there's those people that just will pull you yeah. down like crabs in a bucket, right? That's going to give an example of the crabs <laughs> in a bucket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because I think that um, I hear it a lot when I'm talking to people about different things in my life. I always hear like, oh, I could never do that. Or I, that, oh, I, that's, that's inspiring, but I could never do that. And I'm always like, yeah, you can. I'm like, that, you know, I mean, it, what? I think you're right. We, we, and, and that's what I was going to get into. I think you said something like mindset determines 90% of your success. And, and I think I see a lot of uh, limiting beliefs that people have. Like they, they put themselves in a box and say, I could never. I could never write a book. I could never uh, start a podcast. I could never speak in front of 3,000 people, right? <laughs> you hear that, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> like, it's anyone could do this, but again, it's a mindset. So tell us a little bit about mindset and how that h- affects our success. And 
You know, the interesting part, what, what you just reminded me of is, as Stephen Pressfield, he, he said, uh, to feel ambition and to act upon it is to embrace the unique calling of our souls. Not to act upon that ambition is to turn our backs to ourselves and on the reason for our existence. Wow. And I love that statement because... Yeah. We are turning our backs on ourselves when we refuse to become more. Just yeah. 1% every single day. I mean, yeah. look at Michael, Jack um, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, for yeah. heaven's sakes. He didn't make the high school basketball team, yeah. yet he used that to fuel himself to always become more. Every mm -hmm. single season, he would go and work harder and harder on himself, right? And when you said about mindset and why is it? Well, I said 90%. Research now, John, is saying 95% of our oh, success wow. is mindset. Our mindset is made up of our thoughts, our beliefs, our values, our emotions, and they're all working together in unison. And our mindset acts as a, a powerful force in our lives. It, it influences uh, how we navigate life. It's We're rooted in our mindset. Every decision that we make, our goals, our dedication, uh, our aggressiveness, everything comes from mindset. Now, you can have a limiting mindset or a liberating one. And this is where the book gets very interesting because what was happening is I was reading about mindsets and in books and on Google, I mean, there's over 150 mindsets, John. Well, that in itself is like 150? Which ones do I have? And I went out on a quest to say, which ones are limiting and which ones are liberating us? So I started looking at great people like John Maxwell, uh, Ed Bastian from Delta, uh, oh my goodness, <laughs> Patrick Lencioni, uh, many great people. And of course, John, while he was mentoring me, he would interview great leaders much like you're doing, John. And so I would listen. I went back and listened to the interviews, read about them and said, what mindsets are showing up? Mm -hmm. And so I took it down to seven that limit us and seven that liberate us. I love this. This is great. And so limiting mindsets like fixed, entitlement, doubt, scarcity, negativity, hubris, mm -hmm. judgment. And yep. then, of course, the liberating mindsets of growth, gratitude, confidence, abundance, positive, humility, and curiosity. And then I thought, well, you know what? If I was going to drive to Denver, Colorado, I'd have to know where I was starting in order to map it out. So if mindset is in the subconscious mind, how do they know where they are? Mm -hmm. So then I went on the quest to develop an assessment. And by taking the mindset assessment, it will give you the percentage of each one that you have. Oh. And a lot of people go, oh, I know I'm 100% abundance. And I go, uh, not so fast. You have a little bit of both. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. 
Leadership skills are like any other skills. You need to practice them to get better at them. Best-selling leadership author John S. Rennie knows this. That's why he's written a new book called You Have the Watch. It's a guided journal for leaders designed to take you through an entire year of leadership training. By the end of the year, you will master 50 of the most important leadership skills. If you want to have a greater impact on the results and people in your organization, go to youhavethewatch.com and pick up your copy today. This episode is brought to you by Habit Stack. Effective leaders make a habit of working on important goals no matter how busy they feel. Habit Stack software helps leadership teams build that habit. The system guides you to set crystal clear goals, align your tasks to those goals, and make progress every week. I use Habit Stack and I absolutely love it. It's such an easy tool to use and I love how it reinforces the right habits with my leadership team. Habit Stack is free to use. It's so simple that you get the hang of it in just five minutes. Go to habitstack.com to get started. This episode is brought to you by an amazing new book by Catherine Chaberon, who you might remember from episode 246. The book is called Learning to Scale at Theodo Group, Growing a Fast and Resilient Company. This book is a deep dive into what it takes to build and sustain a fast-growing company. Theodo is a software company which has grown, on average, 50% a year for the past eight years and generated over $95 million in revenue in 2022. The book details how Theodo's leadership team used lean management principles to keep employees engaged, energized, and actively supporting the mission all while avoiding catching the big company disease. If you want to know how to scale your company the right way, get your copy of Learning to Scale at Theodo Group on Amazon today. This episode is brought to you by Ignite Management Services. Ignite is led by Mike Watson, who you might remember from episode 137. Mike and his team believe that everything starts with leadership, whether it's strategy execution or cultural transformation. It's the role of the leader to create the conditions for their people to succeed. The team at Ignite can help you develop critical habits to enhance your leadership capability and transform your business. Ignite Management is now offering the Resilient Leadership Assessment Tool. This is an online questionnaire designed to assess and guide leadership development, coaching, and team building. It provides leaders an opportunity to gain insights into their leadership strengths and development needs. After taking this assessment, you will receive a custom detailed report that provides practical and actionable recommendations to enhance your effectiveness. I have taken this assessment myself and found it to be extremely valuable in helping me make changes to my leadership approach. Right now, Ignite is offering 15% off the price of this tool to the deep leadership audience. Go to ignitemanagement.ca and enter the code START15 at checkout to get started today. This episode is brought to you by Jeremy Clevenger at Liberty Strength. As a high-performing leader, you know that leadership isn't about telling people what to do. It's about leading by example. And for most people, the one area that they are lacking when it comes to leading by example is their health and fitness. By improving your health and fitness, every other area of your life improves. Your energy skyrockets, your sleep improves, your confidence increases, and more. But how can you get and stay fit as a busy leader? Well, you do what you've always done. You hire the best people for the job. 
Don't struggle on your own. Put Liberty's strength in your corner. Jeremy and his team will work with you to take your physique, mindset, nutritional habits, and more to the next level with his step-by-step, all-inclusive coaching program. I've worked with Liberty Strength for the past two years, and I'm in the best shape of my life, and I'm still hitting strength personal records at 56 years old. If you want to step up your game, reach out to Jeremy at LibertyStrengthTX.com to find out more and get your initial consultation scheduled with him today. See, much like in physics, the law of duality, uh, like a coin, you have heads and tails, right? right? Well, you never get rid of the tails when it, you just focus on heads. So you focus on what it is that you desire, but the other one's never going to go away. Right. So I figured out what I believe are little things, incremental steps that you can take each and every day to go more towards an abundant mindset. Now, here's the most frightening part. We've had a lot of hundreds of people take the assessment. And right now, we're seeing that bad entitlement, scarcity, and doubt. Mm. Uh, Scarcity is the highest one. Doubt is next, and entitlement is the third one that we're seeing. And and it's rising Mm. over the year that we've been doing this. And, And of course, we've been testing this before the book comes out on October 31st. And so the other part that I think is important for our listeners, and they may already know this, is attitude and mindset are not the same thing. Mm. See, well, I don't know about you, John. Were you ever told as a kid, I I was told to have a positive attitude. Were you told that? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one of those things that you hear. Yeah. Be, you know, be positive, have a positive attitude, you know. Oh, yeah, I think so. Absolutely. I definitely have, I have one and I bring that to work every day for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, were you ever told to have a positive mindset? Because I wasn't. No, I I didn't. I don't know much about, I didn't know much about mindset. Um, other than I would say I was a stubborn and persistent person throughout my life. And and I had to be because I was trying to do things that were had never been done in my family before. So I was like, I, I was just I, like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do something that's never been done before. And, 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 and I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. And I saw persistence is probably the mindset I had, but I didn't know anything about mindset during that time for sure. Well, and I love that, that you can literally see that in yourself and know about that. And that that attitude mindset coming together, see, because attitude is in your conscious mind. You can yes. change it like that, right? Yeah. And then mindset being in the unconscious mind. Yeah. So you think about how do you set goals? The conscious mind sets the goals. The unconscious mind is what allows us to obtain the goals. Yeah. And unless those two are lined up, you're not making goal. You're just not going to do it. And the mindset to change it takes constant feeding. Little things, like I said, five ways that you can change from a doubt to a confident mindset. I've got seven things in the book. I literally wanted to make this as simple as I possibly could to help people start changing their story of their life. Because the story they're living right now doesn't have to be the story they end up with. They can literally obtain a new story if that's what they deserve and decide to do. They deserve it. Will they decide to do it is the big question, right? Uh, I, I love this, this idea that you you can write the story. I, I really I really do believe it. I, I've been counseling a young man who's 
who hasn't finished high, he didn't finish high school. He hasn't got, but I've been trying to get him to get his GED. And I, and I told him the other day, and I said, I said, your story is going to be amazing because of the, where you're at today. And he's, he's a single dad. He's trying to get his, get his life straightened out. And he doesn't, have, he hasn't, he didn't graduate high school. He, he's, he's working towards getting his GED. I'm like, your story is going to be amazing. And, and I think, and I think, that that's a reminder to people that that you do write your own story. The the, the action you take, and I love what you say. You take a little bit of action every day towards towards making that that mindset shift. It doesn't happen overnight. It's just like we talk about fitness on this uh, podcast and and getting physically fit. It doesn't happen overnight, right? You, you've got to put a lot of effort into it, time after time. And I think it, you're saying that that applies to mindset as well. Yeah. Well, and think about exercise. You're literally putting microscopic tears in your muscles as you're working out. And so people expect to go through life and they get all upset and anxious and concerned when things don't go the, you know, the right way. And I'm going, wait, 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 just a minute. You have to have rain and sunshine. Otherwise, flowers wouldn't grow. How do you expect to grow? You literally grow more in the downtimes. And I want to just say, if, if your person is listening to this, which I trust he is, that it kind of reminds me of that movie Moneyball. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Yeah. I I love that movie. I think it's so good. And there's this one scene that I like even the most of all of them. And it's, um, well, of course, it's the Oakland A's that uh, are playing baseball. And Jeremy Brown, who's like a 240-pound catcher, he literally has this thing in his mind that he can't run fast. And so it doesn't matter where he gets the ball. He always stops on first base. And so this one time, though, Jeremy decides to go for it, right? And he, he hits this ball high into middle field, and he's running like crazy, and he rounds first. And as he rounds first, all of a sudden, he falls, and all of his nightmares come back to him. And he's he's literally crawling on the ground, and he gets to first base, and he hugs it. Now, everybody in the stands, the dugout, everybody's laughing at him, and he doesn't understand why, and he looks up, and of course, the umpire and the first baseman bend over and tell him, he hit a home run, and didn't even know it. <laughs> and, and yet, because of his mindset, because yeah. of what he had told himself over and over again, and literally hardwired his brain that way that he couldn't run... Yeah. He missed that he had even hit a home run. So I'm going to ask all the listeners out there, how many home runs have you hit and you didn't even pay attention to them? Yeah. You didn't even know you hit a home run. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And again, I think the, the other side of it too, what what I like is that, you know, again, this idea of writing your own story is that, you know, we we want, we love a story where you have your hero that goes through this journey and there's almost always a struggle that that hero has yeah. to go through to accomplish greatness and every person that we look up to in history has gone through some sort of fire in their lives and i would say this is that the best leaders the people that we study almost always have this moment where they they're in the crucible and they're in, they 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 build that resilience and that ability to uh, to lead and persevere through tough times, that's what made them great. The fire made them great. They needed that. And I think that's that's something to be reminded if we're in a part in our life where we're struggling, it's like you're being built up for greatness. If you know, but you've got to persevere, but you're being built. This is you're you're creating a great story. You're going through that hero's journey, I think. Well, and 
this part of the book is the journey that you'll go through. And when we think about the story, John, every story has a victim, a villain, a hero, and some have coaches and mentors. And the victim thinks they have to have what other people have in order to do what they do so they can be like them. And they live under that philosophy of have, do, be. And then the villain comes along and says, no, 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 you've got to do, 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 right? And the more you do, the more you'll have, and then you can be successful. Now, the hero understands the true way that we live, and that is that you have to be the person that can do what needs to be done so you can have what you want to have. And so it's an inside job. We either grow within or we go without. And many people want to blame the world, not taking responsibility. Yet when personal growth becomes important, when personal growth is intentional and your business grows to the extent that you do, your life grows to the extent that you do. So I'm going to ask our listeners, what have you done lately to help yourself grow, to become more, to become better in whatever area you decide to uh, put your focus on, right? Because what you focus on expands. Yes, yes, absolutely. So let, let's go back and talk a little bit about one thing I was interested in. You say in the, in the subtitle, you can't uh, get to better until you get to different. So what is different? How do we find different and what is different for each of us or how do we find our different? Well, that's a great question because I, I'm just going to ask you, uh, do you remember Blockbuster, Radio Shack and Sears? Oh, absolutely. In yeah, fact, what, in my MBA program, which was a long time ago, I wrote about how great Blockbuster was and how how far they're going to go. <laughs> so, Goliaths in their field. Every yeah. one of them, Goliaths yeah. in their field. Yeah. And yet, I don't know why they didn't go to different. I mean, Blockbuster could have bought Netflix, and they didn't want to because it was not traditional. It wasn't right. doing the right thing. Yet, when we look... Uh, I'm sure you do this too. You're doing it right now. You're interviewing other leaders and you're going, what can I glean from their life? What can I glean from their business that I could enter into my own life or my own business to make it better? That's what we do to get to different. We start looking around. What is what is not being done? The question I always asked in my business is, what is not being done in my business that if I started doing it would dramatically change the business? Mm -hmm. And so I started doing crazy things that nobody else was doing. Um, I mean, I, I took Santa Claus door to door with me, getting to meet the kids and have the parents take pictures. Of course, I asked them if we could do that, told them when we would be there. And it was a hit. Well, and of course, I gave my card to the kids and said, hey, I know Santa Claus. Make sure your mom and dad use me for real estate. You know, I mean, <laughs> we had a lot of fun with it, John. But what is not being done in your business that if it, yes. you started doing it would change it? And then go, go experience it. And if it fails, do something different. Be willing to fail, right? Because yeah. Einstein said, if you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results, well, that's insanity. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I, I often coach people that they say, well, you know, uh, I, I don't, I've never done this before. It's going to be difficult. And, and I always say, I always say that, you know, you're, you're always going to, you're always going to suck in the beginning. 
we're all, we're all going to be amateurs in the beginning of whatever we try to do, right? And 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 if we if we fail, it's actually a good thing. It's a learning. Yeah. Like you, we talked about that. It's a learning situation. Like okay, I went down that path. That didn't work out, right? But so you make those corrections along the way. And 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 the the first CEO, CEO I worked for, he used to say that I would fire you for. He said I would fire you for not making decisions. He said I want people to make decisions and then correct it along the way. And if you, the only way to get fired in my organization is not to make decisions. And and I've always had that mindset of make a decision, move in a direction, and if it doesn't work out, then you can then you have a data point. You can you you failed quickly. Right. You have a data point and you can move in another direction. So don't be afraid to be terrible. You know, if, if I, and I tell that to people, I said, if I look at look at Joe Rogan, the number one podcaster in the world, go back and listen to his first ten episodes. They are terrible; they're absolutely <laughs> terrible, right? And and yet he's the number one podcaster in the world, right? You start out, you're not going to be great at whatever you're trying to do. You're going to have those failures, but you got to do it to get that learning, right? Yeah, and you got to get over yourself. Nobody's good the first time. Nobody's good the first time. Uh, that's why I'm excited about my second book. It's got to be better than this one. Yet, uh, I know that the people that have are advanced readers on this one saying it's already changing things that they do. And I, I love the fact, though, that you're helping so many people. And um, that's what we're here to do. Yeah, and They're not yeah. going to get help unless they're willing to. Oh, here's a great statistic for you. Sure. They said 95% of the world wants to become more. They want something different in their life, yet only 5% of the people will actually do something about it to implement it into their life. So that's a huge difference is when you hear something, how long does it take to implement? Another thing that helps is 80% of us will, 80% of our goal will move us forward when we do something within the 20, first 24 hours. Let me restate that. Do something in the first 24 hours towards your goal and you have an 80% better chance of making the goal. Uh, I love it. I love it. That this is the, These are the messages we need to hear. Um, and this is, again, there's this big gap between what you, all the people that want to be different or they want to have more and, and the 5% that are willing to do the work. There's a gap there. If you're listeners, if you're listening in there, don't be in that don't don't be in that group that well, doesn't go for that 5%. Yeah, and and think about the gap. When you play baseball, where do you hit the ball? In the, yeah, gap. the gaps, yeah. At, when you play basketball. Yeah. It's in the gap. People are afraid to be in the gap. Why? That's where success is made, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a great analogy. I love that. That's where the success is in the gaps. Wow. This this has been fantastic, Diana. Um what final message would you like to leave with our listeners? Oh, wow. I would say it doesn't matter where you are and it doesn't matter where you've been. You can always go for becoming more. You can change the story of your life. There were two boys. This is in the book. It's a story about uh, two gentlemen. Uh, they grew up with alcoholic parents and one became homeless out on the streets. The other, a massive success. And when they interviewed them, they said that, how did you become how you are today, the story of your life? And both of them said the same thing, because my parents were alcoholics. Mm -hmm. So we get to determine, are we going to be the hero of our own life? Yeah. Or are we going to fall into the victim or villain? And all of us have played one of those parts. Sometimes other people cast us into the part, but we get to choose if we're going to stay there or not. After all, you are the only person 
that can define who you're going to be. You are the only person. Nobody has the right to define you. They didn't make you. I mean, God doesn't make junk, for heaven's sake. So you've you've already been given a gift. The question is, are you going to open it up and use it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say we all have a legacy. Take five minutes a day and read. I, I call it my five-by-five five program. Five minutes or five pages of reading every day. Five minutes to listen to uplifting music or a great podcast. It, just five minutes. Five priorities that you're going to go forward in the day. And do that the night before so your brain gets to work on it. Take five minutes to meditate or pray. And so you do those five things for a minimum of five minutes a day. You will become more. Mm-hmm. There's no, no other way to go but up when you're doing that. So don't stay on the treadmill of life um, where you just get off and you're in the same place. Do something. Go for it. Do something. Go for it. I love it. This is fantastic. Uh, the book is called Becoming More. You can't get to better until you get to different. Uh, Diana, when does the book come out? October 31st. It's a treat, not a trick. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's that's fantastic. Uh, so how can people find out more about you and this new amazing book? Uh, becomingmorebook.com is where they would go. We have many different things. When you order the book, you receive the free chapter on the four energies of success. Uh, you find out as a leader of This will help you, the net forward energy of your business and how you can take that up. You get 100 affirmations, and of course, you get the free assessment until October 31st. After that time, John, we're going to start charging for the assessment. Okay, so listeners, this is your time to get on it. We're going to put links in the show notes for those resources. Get on it now before October 31st so you can get, get that assessment because uh, otherwise you're going to be paying for it in the future. So you've got a short time to get that. Uh, so get on it. Uh, follow the link below. Uh, learn from Diana. We talk about this all the time on this podcast. Learn from the people that have gone before you. Diana's done it, and she's sharing all of this wisdom in a great book. And again, if you want to you know, become more, you want to do more in your life, if you feel like you're stuck, if you feel like you you can't get somewhere. This is a book for you to kind of un, you know unleash the ideas of what it takes in terms of our mindset and our actions to be able to come more. So, Diana, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for this book. I'm excited about it. I'm excited for you, the fact that you put it together, and uh, and I wish you all the best with the book launch. Thank you so much. It's been such a great opportunity. I really do appreciate it. Follow me on Facebook, if you like, or on Instagram. And John, uh, your podcasts are fabulous. The ones I've been able to listen to, I've learned a lot myself. Leaders helping leaders. It's so good. Oh, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. If you like this podcast, please subscribe and share so we can continue to build a world with better bosses. Until next time, this is John Rennie saying take care and lead well. Thank you for listening to Deep Leadership. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, please visit our website at www.deepleadershippodcast.com or johnsrenny.com. Until next time, take care.
today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's my, dad. my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again on this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid.